This is an ohs.com.au production. Welcome to episode 52 of the Australasian EO Business Podcast. I'm Brendan Tarazzi, the host of the show, and today I'm joined with Jared Murtar from The Men Group. Hi, Jared. How are you? Hi, Brendan. How are you? I'm I'm great this morning. Thanks very much. Um, so when we were speaking uh, about a week ago ago, I worked out that you were the youngest, or possibly the youngest, oldest EO member going around. Uh, how long have you been in EO for? Uh, so this is my 14th year. Um, I, yep. I, I joined uh, when I, and I joined when I was 20. So I've just turned 35, and uh, yep. and yeah, I love EO and and everything it's given me and everything that I can give. To it too, I've thoroughly enjoyed my time and continue to do so. And so, what I mean, fourteen years is a really good innings, particularly at your age. What made you join EO in the first place? Because that was a pretty young age to be to be jumping in. Yeah. So my father passed away uh, uh, quite suddenly of cancer uh, when I was nineteen. Uh, I was at university and uh, studying business, and the opportunity to to take over um, the, the family's business was um, was presented to me, uh, and it was sort of wasn't presented to me. It was sort of asked of me to would I jump in and learn the business um, so that um, so that we could keep supporting the family. I had a couple of younger brothers and mortgages and, and all the rest of the things. And I, I know my father wasn't uh, my father was quite young at fifty eight and. He wasn't expecting to die, and and so there was we we were right in the midst of, of him growing his businesses and and uh, his life as an entrepreneur, and and so he said to me like if you want to be in business, you may as well be in business. Don't you don't need to go to university. Why don't you just jump straight into this? So I um I had a massive baptism of fire. Um, I learned as much as I could in a about a five month period, and and then I was given the reins, and then we just had to hold on. So that process sort of took me through. Um, you know, so 2000, uh, I think four, and then from there, I um, uh, I was then able to um, meet some people, and they sort of said, "I, oh, you, you sort of need some support and help around this, and you need a mentor." And and, uh, and by chance, I was able to um, join um, EO. And so, in those early days, like, what, what, how many staff did the business have when you, you know, suddenly? Uh, we're, we're running it. So there, the business was quite small. We didn't have uh, like a, a large business. It was only a, a very small business that had three employees. And we were uh, a business that exported uh, traditional Chinese medicine. So it was a small business. Um, Dad had interest in other different businesses, but I uh, I couldn't take over all of his, um, I guess, uh, portfolio of investments that he had with small with other small businesses. So we exited those. And just concentrated on the one business that I could I could run, which was um, dealing with these traditional Chinese medicines. So basically, buying from different suppliers in Australia and then consolidating the product and then selling to Asia. So with a few months of basically my father passing away, I was chucked on a plane and up sent up to, to Hong Kong, China, and Japan, and to to sit there and negotiate with um, with these. Uh, businesses that have been around for hundreds of years that had directors that were in their nineties and and were able just to completely school me on on what I uh, on, on business and to go out negotiate me and 
you name it. I um, I learned so much by um, by just having to, to be in it. So um, we had a small business, and then from there, uh, the opportunities as I started to become more confident with business, I started starting other businesses. So I started another business that is involved in uh, harvest of um, blood. So we we bleed um, our cattle at abattoirs. Um, that business has transformed over the years from trading in different products in relation to the meat industry. So meat, uh, meat meal, tallow, hides, and a number of different byproducts to now being uh, fully, uh, solely concentrating on, on the harvest of blood. And then a few years after that, we, uh, we were able to, we, the GFC hit. And so I decided to pivot and start another business involved in, um, uh, in cleaning because I, I felt with all these, with all these export businesses that we had that we may need a domestic business. And I didn't know what the global financial crisis really meant. And, and so, but I knew that if I got a government contract cleaning, then at least we'd be able to keep the, uh, our family going and keep me employed and keep the other staff employed. And lo and behold, our export businesses actually grew during the GFC. Um, and, but not only that, we ended up with this, with this cleaning business. Um, now the whole group employs more than 30 people. Um, and, uh, but they range from, you know, trading businesses right through to um, specialty cleaning. And so is the Chinese uh, herb still going? Yes, yes. So that's a large part of it. Oh, business. right. So all the businesses that we've started have continued. Um, uh, we've had to pivot at different times but uh, into different businesses. But as a whole, um, our traditional Chinese medicine business uh, will celebrate uh, 37 years this year. Um, as a business, it's well-respected around the world, um, and I've, I've been a director of that business now for, for 17 years, uh, um, and I've loved loved every minute of, of, of that business. Uh, in my other business, which is the trading business, which uh, trades in and, and bleeds and collects blood um, from abattoirs, is celebrating its uh, ninth year this year. Um, and uh, the and, uh, mold men uh, and our, the men group uh, now uh, will be celebrating ten years next year. And so I'm 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 interested because you know when I'm out and about I meet EOs and most people that I meet seem to have everything into in one business and they keep ploughing ahead with that. Has it been a deliberate strategy to have sort of multiple income streams and multiple businesses, or has it just sort of Ended up that way. No, so the, the traditional Chinese medicine is a small market cap business, which is why it only sort of employed three people, and it, uh, we own, um, you know, uh, or we own, we 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 hold a large percentage of the market here in Australia, and we also trade different products from America and South America um, into into Asia. But again, it's a trading business; it's quite small, and 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 for me, it wasn't ever going to. Uh, appease my appetite for, for business and what I wanted to be involved in, So, which is why I, I got involved in the trading business um, early on and started trading in you know, meat and tallow and um, byproducts. Um, I started that. I initially started that in probably 2005, 2006, and then um, I and that sort of plotted along for a few years until I then really picked it up in 2012 and, and uh, got a business partner into that business and we really took that off. Um, again, that was a, a trading business and, and, and a really good business at that. Um, and 
again, it, it's supplements. So when, you, it, so when you say when you say trading business, you're saying you're basically just linking. You have the suppliers and the buyers, and you you're kind of the person linking the two together. Yeah, exactly right. So and and that's why for me it's, it doesn't it doesn't take a lot of time and doesn't have a lot of moving parts. The, the businesses that take a, that have got the big growth are the ones that have got bigger market caps. So that's in relation to the cleaning and the mold remediation, the pest control businesses that we now own. Um, and, and they have come out of basically trying to diversify away from um, our trading businesses during the GFC and not knowing not knowing that we what was going to happen um, during the GFC. And if our clients in, in you know China and Hong Kong and, and Japan were going to be affected by the GFC. But for us, unfortunately for us, the opposite happened. We ended up with businesses that grew um, and China became more powerful during the GFC. They've started buying more products. Their wealth was was uh, was increasing. So their demand for our products started to increase. And, um, and so we, on the back of that, had multiple businesses growing very rapidly at the same time. And so fast forward to the next crisis, which has been COVID this year. Um, how's that affected your businesses? It's um, so with our trading businesses, we've seen no um, no downturn at all. Uh, we we still we're we're selling health, um, health uh, like herbs and spices herbs into health food practitioners into uh, in in Asia. So they're still driving uh, big sales. So we haven't seen a drop off in that. Um, our blood goes into the making of vaccines. So at the moment, where everybody is talking about how we're going to make a vaccine for COVID nineteen. So that business is very strong. Um, our mold remediation business um, has been very good uh, and, and strong through this period. Um, our pest control business has still stayed steady. Um, and we, what we've done with those two businesses is doubled down on advertising. Advertising became quite cheap uh, during this period of time. A lot of advertisers stopped advertising. We didn't. We actually doubled down and started working out what we could do to increase our market share. And then on the back of that, we started a a sanitizing business because we're around chemicals and we understand chemicals and we have the, the labor force to be able to to do cleaning. We started a, a sanitizing business called Silix and we partnered with a company called Zuno who have a, we're one of the first companies to provide a, uh, a solution uh, that kills COVID-19. And so we launched that business back in March and that has taken us to another level of growth as well. Oh, that's that sounds amazing. So it's it sounds like it's about being as flexible as possible and and seeing where opportunities come. One hundred percent. For me, I I I pride myself on being able to look and see an opportunity, act quickly, but then provide an opportunity for my team, my staff, to be able to to execute on on our strategy. I try not to be too hands on in the day to day running of any of our businesses, so that when these opportunities come on. Uh, where I'm able to focus my energy and time to get them off the ground and then put the people in place to be able to drive that business forward. Uh, at the moment, uh, in total, there's over seven businesses within the group, which does make it extremely busy. But we've got different people working in different uh, companies and that are focused on what, they've, what their goals and their, their targets are. And that enables, that frees me up to be able to, to always be at the ready to look at opportunities, but then also to fix any problems and then be able to, to support the teams that need me, uh, need me the most. So um, you were saying before that you doubled down on marketing. Are you a marketing guy? Is that your sort of area of specialisation or 
what 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 do you bring to each of those seven businesses? Like, what's your uh, I guess your core competency, so to speak? Uh, I would I usually tell people that I'm the head um, shit kicker. I literally just <laughs> um, my look. I'm not a marketer, uh, but we have over the years we've found very good people in marketing. Uh, to be able to market our businesses, and we're very lucky through this period of time, we've we've got, I believe, one of the best digital marketing companies working with us. Um, we, I, I definitely don't bring marketing. Um, I would bring a level of um, strategy and sales, um, and a belief in my team that we can achieve what we set out to achieve. And to be honest, um, I, I, if somebody was to to say what is you know like I didn't do a marketing degree, I didn't come from marketing, I didn't come from a sales background, I didn't come from sort of any background. I was basically put in charge to to manage relationships and to and to keep a, a business businesses going. And so for me, uh, I rely on people's expertise in, in our in our companies for uh, to be able to to advise me on what we need to be, what we need to do at any one time. Um, and then I also know exactly what I want the business to look like. So I know what uh, I want my culture to be like. I know the people I want on my team. I know what we're trying to achieve. And then I just set the parameters in place so that people can be successful in their roles. So for all the staff working across the seven businesses, do they see themselves as separate or do they see themselves more as one company with, I don't know, different departments within a within a business? No, they're all different. So people that come to work um, for our mold remediation business don't cross over into our trading businesses and vice versa. So we've kept them very separate. Uh, they work out of different offices. Uh, they sometimes work together when they come to work with me uh, at, one of, at my office, but the reality is, is that everybody stays separate um, and they and they do support each other, but uh, I'm the only one and that runs across all the multiple businesses. And is there any opportunity to, I don't know, make good on, um, you know, like the back office support to, I don't know, like, for example, um, bookkeeping or marketing with, you know, with your digital agency? Is there any sort of economies of scale of having all those different businesses? Uh, yes, there is, uh, but it doesn't make much it doesn't make much difference. Um, I haven't found, yeah, right. I've, I've sometimes, I've worked out, that sometimes it's better to have my marketing separated because I'll, that somebody will book me in for a one-hour meeting, but they've got four businesses that they need to to negotiate, like they need to discuss. But then to try and book me in yeah. for a four-hour meeting to go over every different business just is impossible. So um, I find that working with different companies for different businesses is also uh, works well for me. It does fill my head full of a whole bunch of things, and, and I had too many emails and. Um, and I, I do have to. I have to be very vigilant with the amount of the different workflows. But that's why I rely on my team. To, to I don't try and micromanage my teams at all. We they know what they've got to achieve. They're, they're employed to do their job. We trust them to do their job. And then we we set processes in place so that they can follow a process to to to, to be able to achieve what their what their what their job title has designed for them to uh, yeah. to, to achieve. We don't sit around. People don't come to business and say, "Okay, what are we doing today? Who's going where?" People, everybody knows their role within our business. They know what who they're reporting to. They know that, uh, they've got a process that they need to follow. And obviously, things are always outside the outside the square. But being able to have them set times to sit down with me to then say this and then report back to what um, to me is is how we manage those businesses. And um, and so, is there any other business partners, or is it you own? these seven businesses um, 
so no, I, I own the traditional Chinese medicine business with my, with my family, um, and then the rest I own by myself. Oh, cool. Okay. And have you ever considered having business partners, or is it just yes, um, better I have, I've had being the head honcho? No, I've had business partners before, especially when I was quite um, in my younger years. I, I, I felt like I needed that support. I needed people involved. Um, but sometimes it doesn't always work. I've always brought somebody into, I brought somebody is in a business partner to manage, you know, a certain business within our group, or they brought us expertise. Um, it, it hasn't worked. Uh, it hasn't worked long term. But those relationships haven't not been fruitful during that during those partnerships. Uh, we've tried general managers as well um, uh, in different different businesses. Uh, that sort of hasn't worked either at this point. Just at the at the size that we are at the moment, um, we don't necessarily need all different business partners or um, or, or general managers. I'd find that we have enough capable people in different departments to be able to to own that, and then they use our structure of reporting to be able to stay on task. It's yeah, it sounds like with the seven different businesses, they're all quite small teams that are highly effective that can get the job done quickly without having to um, have too many. I mean, staff just they can eat up a lot of your profit, really. If you're overstaffed, especially. Yeah, it's 100%. So our services businesses, our back end is all together. So our um, inbound call center and our um, scheduling and our accounts department, they're all in one uh, in one team. And then the trades are all obviously, they're obviously different. They're allowed in the field. Um, uh, but we've found that um, not only is having lots of layers of management to affect the business on a cash flow standpoint, it also slows it down dramatically. Uh, yeah. If you employ really well, and we spend a lot of time on HR, and if you do that really well, and you can find the right people, they don't need to be, they don't need a manager, or a, I've found, they don't need a general manager. Uh, and maybe that's just because we've only got 30 staff at this point. Uh, but we found that when we have implemented uh, high level, uh, I guess, support um, or general managers in our business, that the flip side of that has actually been a slowdown in productivity. It's been lots of meetings for meetings sake, or we've got to have this meeting for that, and and we're, we're planning on doing this. And for a business that's constantly evolving and growing and having an owner that is, I believe, it's quite agile, and myself, I, I, um, I'm constantly moving. I, I don't see it as a... Um, I don't see it as a as a benefit to 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 have over um, to um, uh, over staff, staff yeah and having too many meetings. Uh, every time I've had general managers in place or business partners, we've just ended up being killed by meetings. And um, and I prefer to be uh, I'd prefer and I think my staff would prefer um, and my team would prefer to know exactly like spend more time on the process and then know what they're reporting on. And then that makes our meetings really, really simple and really, really fast um, because they're able to – they know what they're reporting on at these meetings. They, we report. We, are we tracking? Are we not tracking? How do we make a decision? And, uh, and seeing people empowered to be able to make decisions based on what their targets are, but not only their targets, what are, they, what are we planning? They know exactly what we're trying to achieve. They know what our strategic plan is. We talk about it regularly. They know what they've got to achieve to get there. And so as long as they're on task and they're on track, and and we're monitoring the different um, 
like, I guess, looking for red flags, then we don't have to sit around in meetings all day talking about what are we going to do because that's already been set. So how, just moving back to EO again, you've been in for 14 years. How is the, how is the Brisbane, what changes have you seen in Brisbane over that 14-year period? Obviously, we've had uh, hundreds and hundreds of different members come through. Um, and obviously, as economies have changed as well, I've found it, it's been quite interesting as well. As we, we, we tend to get different industries come in and out um, over the years. Um, but, I, you know, I, EO, EO as a whole, but EO Brisbane uh, has done a really good job of, uh, of creating a very strong uh, chapter. Uh, we've got great administrators. We've had fantastic boards. We attract great speakers uh, and we throw really good events. The quality of our of our of our membership is is really good as well. Like um, having people that understand EO and get EO um, and, and are there for the right reasons uh, are, are what build a really really good forum, a really good chapter, and then very good forums. And, and I've been in the same forum for for my whole for the whole fourteen years. Some and some members have come and gone, but the core of us have sort of stayed together. Oh, cool. How many in the forum right now? Uh, we've got eight. And during this whole COVID period, were you meeting sort of online or are you back to face-to-face so, forums now? Uh, we are meeting. Um, we, we met on Zoom up until this month, and then this month is the first okay. month. Okay. Um, and we also we went to two weekly, uh, so uh, bi-monthly meetings every two weeks, and we split the forum into – so we're not sitting on a Zoom call for four hours – um, and we split our forums up, but it also gave us an opportunity to see each other, but also what was happening because everything was you know, happening really, really quickly in March and April and May. Um, there was a lot of unknown people, things were happening in business, and a month is a long time when, when the world is changing so rapidly. So it was good to be able to see them on a regular basis. Yeah, that was a, that's a really smart move, actually. Um, and then what's your what? – so what are your plans for, for your businesses from here? Because you're still – Obviously, very young. Um, got a long career ahead of yourself. Have, what are you? What are you trying to achieve? So, at the moment, we've got a, a five-year strategic plan that takes us through to a position that is either. It, it's not necessarily a liquidity event. It's not a sale, but it's just a um, a re. Uh, uh, I guess a, what, what was, what's the right way of saying it. it we, we've got a we've got a five-year strategic plan that takes me through to my. 40th birthday and at that point I don't know where I'll be as a 40 year old being in business then for over sort of 20 years um, and and what I would want in my life so I have basically said that for the next five years I want to use my experience and, and what we've built up to this day to, to work extremely hard to get to a, a position where a liquidity event could happen a sale could happen a listing could happen um, or it could be that I you know I I, I put a board in place, or I might double down again and go. No, I'm. I, I want to go for another five years. So uh, we've got a very strong. It's a sixty-month plan. Um, uh, we're a few months into it now, but uh, it's a really strong strategic plan that takes me through to yeah, you know, like through to my fortieth birthday. And have you got um, a young family, or how, how yeah. does that play into things? Yeah, so I've, I've an eight-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son. Uh, it's extremely hard at that um, at this point. Um, I'm not going to shy away from it. I it is being somebody that is so driven and and focused on what they're trying to achieve, and also being young as well. Um, 
but also being uh, somebody that's been at this for a long time. Um, I know that this is an opportunity for me personally to, to, to go as hard as I can, but I also have a family that, that need me as, um, just as much. So balancing um, you know, my time with my children and time with my wife um, has been uh, something that has been very, very challenging over the last couple of years, especially as things have got busier. Um, I have definitely not mastered it. Um, it has put a lot of strain on me, uh, my family. Um, uh, yeah, it's not all roses um, when you're trying to achieve something, but you also know that you've got all these other responsibilities. So, um, uh, yeah, uh, I'm work work in pro- sounds like a work in progress trying to get that balance right between the two. Exactly right, but also balance for myself as well. Like I, I work so much, so does that mean that I I I, I don't do the things that I want to? To, to personally do because then you've got to give invest that time in in the children and, and uh, into your relationship with your wife. So um, yeah, I, I've I've seen so many different EOs come through over the years, and I've spoken to them and not really truly understood what it meant to be you know in the thick of it with a business, but then also in the thick of it with with family. Um, my wife also works full time; she has her own career, so. With two children in the mix, seven businesses, and mul- like multiple careers, it's, um, <laughs> it's all happening. Um, thank God we don't have a dog. Um, I don't know. I don't know how. He, I don't know who would walk the dog. <laughs> fair, fair enough. You might start an eighth business. Uh, I, my, <laughs> walking dogs. My daughter did actually say to me the other day, "How how's, how's everything going at work?" And we have a one thing I have had to do is sit down with her um, every morning. And we just have five minutes, just the two of us, and it's like a, it's a knee-to-knee chat. I know we've sort of seen, um, we've talked about that, and I learned that through EO is like when you're talking to somebody, it's sort of be really close and knee-to-knee, and we just have sort of five minutes. But it's probably the best five minutes that either of us have with each other all day because it's just our time to talk about what she's going through, how school, um, and she taught me something the other day. Like she, I, I said to. Um, you know, I was able to sit down and and, have, and and ask her a few questions about what she was doing, and then she said, "You know, what I what are you doing, Dad?" And she said, "Are you, you know, starting another business?" And she had this face of strain, <laughs> and, and and I said, "No, no, no. This is there's no more businesses. This is this is it." And I said, "Thank goodness. I don't want you to start another business." Um, I, I guess she could correlate me starting a new business and her having less time with me. So less time, exactly. All right, mate. Well, that's been very, very interesting to hear about uh, everything that you're doing. If people want to connect with you, Jared, uh, what, how's the best uh, way to do that? What's your website? Uh, so you can go to um, themengroup.com or you can go to LinkedIn. I'm, I'm Jared Murta or any of the social medias. I'm, I'm just Jared Murta. Um, or you can email me at gm at jaredmurta.com. Brilliant. Okay, mate. Thanks very much for your time. No problem. You've been listening to an ohs.com.au production. I hope you've been enjoying listening to the podcast. If you are, it would be great if you could help us out by leaving us a review and sharing this with friends and colleagues.